You're listening to Pop Culture Fanatics, a podcast for the crazy fan in you. on everyone and welcome back to another great edition of pop culture fanatics the only podcast for the fanatic inside of you today we have a special episode as we are going to be talking about the new disney plus show that's just come out this week miss marvel and all the controversy that's uh, followed it as well too with episode one i'm your boy val cisco as always with me my co-host mr jay rance how you doing buddy What's up? I'm good, brother. I'm chilling, man. Feels good to be back. Feels good to talk about some Miss Marvel, geek out, and have some fun here. Yeah, man. I'm really excited for this. Hell, this was your idea after watching episode one because of the fact that Miss Marvel, Kamala Khan, hits so home to you. It's it, it res this character resonates so much to you because mm-hmm. in what 2013, 2014, 15, back then this character just basically came out of nowhere and had a lot of controversy just because mm-hmm. she was a Muslim character. Now, you know, going our way to 2022, the show comes out and this beloved character, even after 10 years of its inception, of her inception, as a, as a fictional character, by the way, is getting so much hate, so much discrimination, so much prejudice against this fictional character that's kind of disgusting and we're not going to go all negative into it but we do want to discuss the controversy with this show and why people are hating it so much so i'm i'm excited for it because i know you love kamala so much and you know i've been growing into her character as well too so let's deep dive into her man yes yeah bro like you said even in the first reception of the comic book this character just got so much backlash and i just think it's the fact that people don't like different you know like once you throw them something completely different oh i i don't like this i don't want it i don't want to give it a shot or however you feel about it like whoever you know is thrashing this show for no apparent reason because this show is amazing just one episode into it i'm totally caught up but it always comes back to like i always say like you remember 30 days of night when the vampire the most exquisite line that i still remember to this day he was like humans they always want to destroy what they don't understand mm-hmm. you know and i always remember that and that's how i feel that everybody is acting with this show you know because they're purposefully purposefully writing one star's review on rotten tomato or wherever they are just bashing the show for no reason yeah, but man. i am glad that you're getting into kamala khan bro that's awesome yeah man an awesome efforts reference with uh, three days of night right there one of my favorite movies but um Miss Marvel, man, you know, this this miniseries, it's only going to be six mm-hmm. episodes as well, too, created by Bisha K. Ali, streaming on Disney+, Plus, based on the Marvel Comics character by the same name, Kamala Khan, Miss Marvel. It's the seventh television series in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, produced by Marvel Studios, sharing the same continuity as all the films as well, too. Mm-hmm. Ali serves as the head writer with Adil and Bilal, Bilal leading as directing team. 
So this show specifically, like we said, it, it's based on the Marvel comics. A lot of things have changed with the character. Mm-hmm. Not so much, I want to say, the base form when it comes to Kamala herself, her mannerisms, her nerdisms. I loved all that. That thing mm-hmm. kept. But I guess the biggest controversy from a comic book standpoint is her power set. Do you want to yeah. elaborate on basically her power set and basically what she is in the comic books? Well, like in the comic books if um we were you know speaking accurately in the comic books whoever read the comic books we know obviously that she is a inhuman mm-hmm. she got her powers through the terrigen mist by aim so that's you know what her power is and i mean it's kind of a little like i said it kind of rubbed me the wrong way but i did like some things that i saw in the episode so she got her powers you know through um the terrigen mist she has superhuman strength morphogenetics elasticity plasticity you know she's in bigum she stretches she gets big with the fisticuffs and stuff so and here we see her acquiring her powers through a bangle you know a cosmic bangle in essence and we see her shooting cosmic stuff out of her fist we're like okay wait what's going on here but we do see like a little you know elasticity i can't even pronounce that word right now when she saves zoe when you know spoiler alert right we can spoil this right now yeah we can spoil it (laughs) okay yeah like when she saves zoe and avenger con from falling we see her arm stretch out so they're still sticking true to her power somewhat but i guess you know they want to add some little new flair to go along with the whole what they're doing with the marvels and the cosmic universe and the quantum realm i guess etc so but virtually that's how she got her power and you know what it's almost as beat by beat from the comic book itself i mean little minor changes and we've seen a plethora of changes when it comes to the marvel cinematic universe not every character is the same or has the same origin as they do in the comic books and we have come accustomed to that and we have grown to appreciate that sometimes change is good and sometimes certain changes make the character even better so you know, not to say that this is better or worse right here, but I did some simi- see some similarities. Like you said before, the party in Jersey City, which you had by the Bay Area in Jersey City, mm-hmm. um, that's replaced with, you know, an Avenger Con, almost like an A-Day yeah. from the Avengers game as well. Kind of mirrors that, but we still have the fangirl presence. We still have Zoe. We still have a lot of characters that we see from the comic book as well, too. The family presence, her brother, mm-hmm. you know, praying like he does in the comic book yes. as well, too. <laughs> yeah, it's that's what I really enjoyed about episode one. Like, they really kept it comic book accurate. Of course, they did some tinkering, but they really kept it comic book accurate because in the comic book, obviously, she saves Zoe from drowning. Her brother is always praying and he's very, you know, like supportive and loving her. And we saw that come through in the episode one where he was like, I'll talk to, to you know, Abu and Ami for you so you can go to AvengerCon, stuff like that, bring her tea, you know. So um, even when she snuck in at night at 11, that's in the comic, you know, when she snuck to the party and came back and stuff. So the comic book accuracy is there it's just tinkered up i really enjoyed it and i like like you know it's like a whole vibe that's how i felt with this show like they weren't afraid to shy away from the muslim culture did you enjoy that did you felt like you were enveloped in muslim culture yeah i mean i i feel like growing up in new york um and you know we have friends in new jersey as well too mm-hmm. we, we've hung out in, in jersey city we've you know our, yeah. one of our best friends lives in jersey city slash union city so to see that area to see the uh diversity in that area from the muslim mm-hmm. culture from the different little bazaars around there from the different little shops yeah. you can go to the halal truck the halal <laughs> trucks you know hit them complain about halal guys and how they yeah. sell extra packets <laughs> that hits home to us because that's accurate it is like we grew up with this 
So like to see that, it, it just it hit home for me personally. I know it did for you as well too. Um, one thing that I guess we would have to see as the show progresses as well too is that even though with the Terrigen Mist and her power set's a little altered from the show to the comics, I still feel. And like I said, we're gonna have to see season uh, episode two, episode three, episode four to see what happens. But I feel like her power set in the comic books also is allegory for for just growing up horn- hormones, you know, mm-hmm. you know, puberty in a way as well too. You know, you you feel gross, you feel crazy, you feel nerdy, you feel you feel out of place in the world. And you know, I have a you know eighteen year old daughter right now. You know, God, you know, I love, I love, I love that kid, but I mm-hmm. had to experience. You know her growth as a as a young lady as well too. So I know from firsthand experience how awkward that stage can be. And you know, just seeing her in the comics, you know, sometimes her hand grows out of nowhere. Sometimes she yeah. has to hide herself from her emotions because when she gets too emotional, her powers expand as well too. So I want to mm-hmm. see what they do with her new power set in the show if you know when she does get hormonal or she gets angry, upset, emotional, sad, you know, happy, you know, flirtatious. Does her powers kind of shine through in those moments right there? Can she keep it together? And like I said, that's all speculation. We don't know what season episode two or three will bring us, but for right now, you know, it just seems like we got our our base power set from the bangle. And even with that right there too, let's let's even talk about that. Um, and let's just give some shout outs right here to Ima Valeni. She does a awesome representation for Miss Marvel from for Kamala Khan. Announced this character got so much backlash. This actress got so much backlash, and it's crazy because this is her first gig coming out of high school. She literally got the audition from WhatsApp. She, you know, her agent hit her up on mm-hmm. WhatsApp and said, "Hey, this is available. Go for it." She's like, "Why not?" She fell mm-hmm. in love with the character, and the, the screenwriters, the director, the the creative geniuses behind uh, Miss Marvel just fell in love with her and her presence and her what you see on screen is what you're getting in real life as well too that kooky little crazy fangirl that's who iman is mm-hmm. i agree with you and i think she captivated i mean she was doing cosplay like at the age of what 15 16 she was saying mm-hmm. she's mm-hmm. 19 so and they post pictures of her doing cosplay and how she absolutely fell in love and embodied his character and it comes through across screen even like when you don't see her you, the the voice because you know that's how kamala is kamala is very kooky you know, even in the Avengers game, she's kooky. And like when she was, you know, describing the end game battle and stuff like that, you heard the kookiness and the quirkiness and the facial expressions when they're walking down in the hall and stuff like that. And just the geeking out. They, I don't think they could have chose anybody else. I think she was born for this role. Like Rock says, I was born for Black Adam. Yep. I think she was born for this, man. I think so as well, too. Now, going into the power sets, we we definitely see, you know, the same as the comic. She's a fangirl, Captain Marvel. And she enters this cosplay contest. And, you know, with her and her best friend as well, too, just Bruno just trying to tinker and find a way to make that costume more elaborate than everyone else in the, in the show. Um, I love the fact that this bangle has some kind of mystery to it. And... Uh, yes, we, we can sit back and analyze what it is. I know we were doing it before the podcast. We were saying, is this like quantum physics? Like, is this cosmic? Is this magic? Is What is this power? Is is the bangle itself power? Or is it is it awakening something inside of Kamala? Mm-hmm. And I, I was re-watching the episode today, and I wanted to discuss this with you. I guess we'll do it here. You know, um, 
what is this bangle and i just want to know where does this bangle come from and who had this bangle because obviously it's something that's been passed down mm-hmm. generations you know because when you hear uh uh her mother talking with her after she fails her license or driving exam she says you know this is just genetics it comes from my family your grandmother my mother she said was you know a a wanderer like you just living in your thoughts and stuff like that so I'm like, huh, so who is the grandmother? Where did this come from? How did she come into this? You know, like even her mother obviously knows not that it's trouble, but it knows something's up because she took it from her hand. This is junk. Closed up the box real quick and, you know, threw it in the attic. So I'm like super intrigued. The bangle itself, the power acquisition, it's just like, okay, I want to know what this is about. Like, you know, it's freaking amazing, bro. It got me caught up with the with the powers. And it then did- when you see, yeah. No, go, go, go. Oh, and then when you see those, like when she puts the bangle on Avenger Cons and she kind of falls through that that cosmic warp where she just flips around and then you see all those shadowy figures with the red eyes. That's another thing. Like, obviously, it's not from Earth. So yeah, that's what's boggling me so much right now. Like, oof. Um, no spoilers to, to Doctor Strange or any other show right now. We won't do that for you guys. It's going to be very strange on what we do with her power set, because if we are doing something cosmic, um, what we've seen from Captain Marvel, the movie itself, like, if you're looking, I know we discussed this before the podcast as well, too, but, you know, I was kind of theorizing, all right, if it's cosmic, we are looking at two different things. We're either looking at the Kree Nation, which we saw Mm -hmm. in Captain Marvel as well, too, and their power sets as well, or we're looking at Scrolls, which Secret Evasion is actually happening as well, too, on Disney+. Plus. So... You know, I know they've been trying to accentuate the scroll movement and there, that there's um, detractors from what we saw in the movies as well, too. There's good scrolls, bad scrolls. Um, is that too much of a stretch to say that this is a scroll family? I think we both agreed that we would feel a little disgruntled if that was the case. But if it's a Kree family, how would you feel about that? I mean, I would still feel a little bit disgruntled because, you know, it's kind of like... Um... Well, I mean, I feel like it's kind of just stripping away of what you're doing here, you know, like what you're doing with this character, what you're doing with this family, what you're doing with this project. So I feel like it's kind of almost a little fail safe, like a little fallback on maybe kind of like, okay, well, we don't want to go full backlash with this. We'll make you feel good. Oh, they're Krees, you know, so I would feel it'd be a slap in the face to the actual fans that are super invested into this. And, you know, people that are of Muslim descent and that are super invested into this. Yeah, that's I, just me personally. I could agree on that as well, too. And then, you know, from the original Captain Marvel, he does have cosmic bangles as well, too. Not like Kamala's that we see there, but his own versions that do have that grant him cosmic uh, energy that flows through him that makes him the superhero that he is as well, too. So we could see something along those lines. But then again, we saw Marvel in in Captain Marvel as well, too. Yeah, that's true. Like, it's it's very tricky, bro. Like, do you feel like they kind of back themselves into a corner i mean obviously kevin feige is a freaking genius like i'm sure he knows what he's doing or did like do you feel like maybe they're in a corner yes and no i see when kamala khan first came out and she first debuted i feel like marvel comics were back in the corner at that time as well too 2013 you know was when this character was created and in that time frame Marvel itself was trying to disconnect from the X-Men franchise. They were, you know, destroying the X-Men lineage altogether and replacing it with Inhumans. Hell, they went as far as to make Wanda and Pietro 
in humans as well too. Yeah. Like, no, 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 they're not mutants, not at all. And they even recon that as of now as well too. So I remember in 2012, 2013, the big movement was let's put in humans on TV, let's put the humans in MCU, since we can't really mess with X Men or mutants in general because they're owned by Fox. And that caused a huge craze because you're killing off X Men characters. I remember when Cyclops died, Wolverine died constant characters were just being executed and we were seeing the rise of well not even really the rise but more prominent roles black bolt medusa and a couple of other characters the terrigen mist and just the the influx in humans that actually happened gave birth to kamala khan right here and her power set as well too i felt like they backed themselves into a corner because they were trying to force the inhuman category down people's throats but yeah. it did bless us with this character right here now 2022 we're not really even messing with the humans because the MCU did that property so dirty, so dirty, <laughs> so dirty that they have like kind of washed their hands with the idea of any kind of inhuman activity. So I don't know. Could this have been a proper way to introduce inhumans? Possibly. But I think they're trying to shy away from it, man. I think they are because this is the perfect moment to introduce inhuman. Like why would you not capitalize on this you know like that's her power unless it has to do something with i don't know maybe they're like we can't do this we can't do that on the screen or maybe it's just too um, much yeah. i think i i really not, not to cut you off on that side mm. but i think the real reason and this is just me speculating not confirmed mm. but i think the real reason straight up is that they want to connect her so close to carol danvers and in a way where everything's cosmic. If you're going to be such a fangirl to Carol Danvers, Miss Marvel, Captain Marvel, then we're going to try to make your power set as close as possible. Especially with the Marvels coming out in 2023, we're going to have Rambo, Danvers, and her in this movie as well too. Kamala Khan, pronouns, pal. Um, <laughs> you know, you want to kind of get these characters as similar as possible, I guess, right? You're not wrong for thinking that because i obviously like i felt the same way too because i'm like okay you're shooting stuff out of your hands you know you're shooting stuff out of your hands like you're idle yeah. you know like captain marvel so i i like that theory and i'm like yeah i can see that because i thought the same thing i'm like i guess they really want to make them closely super related and how whatever route they go with the marvels you know obviously cosmic space it's gonna probably you know be a little weird if we got her flying around in big and big fisticuffs and getting giant in space and doing stuff like that so obviously they gotta tamper with her you know powers so maybe that's what it is maybe maybe and i think another thing that kind of like i said we haven't seen episode two three or four so we don't know the motivation beyond the character besides her being you know just a nerd for the avengers which is still great mm -hmm. but her the crux of her character why she appreciates carol danvers so much or captain marvel so much is the strength is the femininity as well too is mm -hmm. as a woman of power being mm -hmm. able to stop threats on her own without anyone's help that right there is why she's inspired by captain marvel so much doesn't mean that she doesn't look at the hulk or tony stark or anyone else any less it's just she resonates with that character because of her strength now we're looking at this in this way with the show where it's more about power sets like i'm as close to you as possible from a power level i could shoot things i could do this i could do that and that kind of still 
a little bit, just a little bit. Like I said, we don't know the rest of the show, but it does it does make me feel a little meh because I want that inspiration of, of inner strength to come out of Kamala, not because she has powers, but because she sees Carol Danvers as an inspiration of strength. Yeah. That's, that's what's freaking awesome. You know, like she looks at her because of that. And I even love that because they carry that over in the Avengers, you know, the game where remember she's talking to Thor that she's reciting he or whoever holds his hammer and she pauses like, no, she as well yeah. you know so i like that as well but it, it, i don't know it's just very weird bro it's very weird i mean i guess i guess i can see what you're saying i want to ask you i know you love this about episode one that we didn't have a big bad we didn't have like the arch nemesis or anything like that like what do you what directions do you think they're going who may they bring out or what Man, it, you know, it, it is very refreshing. I will say that because you put the the character in the forefront. It's not about who the next big bad is. It's not about we're setting this up or setting that up. It's here's our character, lover or hater. She's a girl from Jersey City. She's a little awkward. She loves the Avengers. And she's getting a shot of some powers right now. But at the same time, she's still getting gaslit by her family. Like any yeah. other family right there, whether you're from a Pakistani family or a Hispanic family. We all feel our parents kind of throwing that weight on our shoulders at a young age as well, too. So I think that first episode is just to establish how relatable this character is to the average teen out there. It's the average 14 to 20-year-old person out there that sees this, that deals with this on a daily basis. Yes, maybe the big bad, quote-unquote, isn't a person. Maybe just life in general brings you down. And yeah, you get the Spider-Man aspect where great power comes great responsibility. What are you going to do with this power now? what i'm interested in rather than seeing a big bad it's like kamala khan fangirl now has fangirl power what is she gonna do with it that could be good mm-hmm. or bad she can get herself into more trouble than she already is because we saw her sneaking out and doing mischief of things as a teenager does but now that she has power and now that other people know that she has power as well too what drama is that going to cause her and her family as well too so family's a big thing but if we had to really speculate a big bad there are a couple of things out there we saw in the end credits you know spoiler hey guys um we saw damage control at the end trying to look for more power heavy people that are causing damage around new york city or jersey city for for that um we see her best friend bruno and mm-hmm. this is very interesting as well too because um like we were talking about before the podcast as well too one of um miss marvel's first villains was this guy named the inventor as well too very mm-hmm. very very much a a convoluted character if you say so like he's like half a clone of um um i want to say um what's his name thomas edison he's half a clone of thomas, thomas edison, edison and the other half of a bird and this guy is just like the jackal around there, but a bird just very smart trying to kidnap people and experiment on them. Uh, I don't think we're going to get that, but a person with the name Inventor, you see her her best friend, Bruno, inventing a lot of things throughout, this, throughout the first episode, whether it's things for himself, whether it's the, the Alexa ripoff that he has. What's it called again? Uh, Zuzu, I think. Zuzu, Zuzu, Zuzu. yeah, yeah. <laughs> that right there. <laughs> the, the power gloves as well too. And mm-hmm. this is a person that's very creative and takes his projects very seriously as well too. We saw that he wanted to get into Caltech as well too. Um, mm-hmm. 
you know, gets very offended when um, Kamala leaves the power gloves inside the bathroom, forgets about them. So there's something strange about this character who's very protective of his own work, but at the same time, very supportive of his best friend as well, too. So I would keep my eye on this character. Yeah, I like that. Um, I was just thinking and dissecting and, you know, she has a lot of freaking like you know cool enemies and stuff like that that they can roll with you know hell even captain marvel becomes kind of her arch rival remember in civil war 2 they had to choose a side so they had yep. a falling out so you know that's pretty freaking cool i want to see if we explore that down the line but you know i was thinking and there's this one character called discord and yes. he's actually in her school you know so just now with what you said you know maybe the forgetting of the gloves um what's his name again joshua what is it joshua something uh joshua joshua richardson's there you go he, play, he plays football maybe he finds them you know they're like photon gloves he discharges you know like electrical power out of his body so or maybe that's just me reaching right now but it's something i would say is very simple to do along with the inventor like you said yeah so, I, I don't think that's out of the realm of possibilities right there and i love um how you're speaking about carol danvers and her her misfortunes with civil war ii and how she came off such a, a non-likable character from that mm-hmm. comic book series and i hear from a lot of people like especially people that read comics today they're like man that civil war it's not like the first one where you kind of are hating on tony and a couple of people no like carol's making some real righteous decisions and mm-hmm. it rubs people off the wrong way we're seeing that not as prevalent in the MCU, but we are seeing people that do look at Carol Danvers and look at her as a threat or someone that they do not trust. You know, you saw that in WandaVision with the Rambo family and just the yeah. repercussions of being with someone that has so much space radiation, how that can affect a family. And you see someone who should have been Carol Danvers' idol, you know, should, should have been, sorry, was, was should have been, like, a fangirl to Carol Danvers, but mm-hmm. after the death of her mother, and now that she has her own power set, she is someone that kind of despises Captain Marvel, at the same time, with her new power set, could be, even be an equal or a threat to her as well, too. So, even in, like, you look at, from S.H.I.E.L.D., to other aspects in the MCU, people are looking at Carol Danvers and not the best light. Is that the best way to go with this character right off the rip? Or would you have liked to see, I don't know, more of a a helpful Danvers, more of a Danvers that that is that goody two shoes that's you know that's that's blue chip right there. <laughs> <laughs> that came out of left field. I'm done. You got me. Um yes and no because if you kind of just keep her like blue chipper yes but man you know yes woman doing everything and just you got like, Sam to- <laughs> on your left <laughs> you know so it it kind of yeah it kind of plays into those realms and we already have like you said we already have a sam wilson so we don't need another one kind of being like that i mean i do like it because immediately like you said that's a great point that you um insinuated where a lot of people already see her as a threat you know and even in the mcu we saw her like hey why weren't you here or she came in late and she's very like you know well 
there are more people out there to save besides you. It's true. You know? So, like, hey, what's going on, everybody? It's your boy Val Cisco dropping some knowledge about Anchor, guys. Have you ever wanted to record your own podcast? Don't you want millions and millions of people to listen to what you have to say, whether it's about Zeus, whether it's about sports, whether it's about everything that's going on in the world with quarantine? Guys, what are you waiting for? Download Anchor. Anchor basically is a one-stop shop for all your podcast needs. It has creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. Number two, it's free. Guys, it's free. There's not a lot of freebies out there, so grab this. And, of course, Anchor will distribute your podcast so you can be heard from different places like Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, and many, many, many more. You can make money off your podcast, too, with minimum listenership. So right there, guys, like, listen, this is a no-brainer. Download Anchor. It's pretty fantastic. I love it. Hell, thank you, Anchor, for giving me the platform to speak about all the random things that I do. Uh, It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So please, once again, download Anchor. You can download it off the Apple Play Store, the, the Google Store. I don't know if you guys have Blackberries out there still. Uh... Whatever is out there, download it. It's freaking phenomenal. You guys won't regret it. Take care. Ciao. You pose her as a threat already? Like, and she's super powerful? You're kind of just like, you know, making some interesting mixtures and, you know, stuff. I'm trying to find a word for it, but I can't find a word. No, but yeah. I think I think it's good, like, you know, that they're portraying her like that. Yeah, you really are putting her in a gray area where, yeah, there yes, you go. she can be Earth's help. Like, her, mm-hmm. that final calling, the ace card of someone's sleeve, like we saw in Endgame. But at the same time, though, she's not as consistent, so why should you celebrate her? You know, because mm-hmm. one case right now, Eternals. We have freaking Celestials out there grabbing people like it's nobody's business. <laughs> you in know, broad daylight. <laughs> in broad daylight, while people are fucking walking dogs. Excuse my French. <laughs> you know, could have been a good Carol Danvers moment right there, running through somebody's freaking arm like, ah, Celestial, I got you. Yeah, no. could have, yeah. You know? I'm going to crack your seed. <laughs> <laughs> going to give this earth an abortion right now. Don't don't cancel me. No, no. <laughs> I'm done. But no, I like that because, you know, low-key, you can play around with like another baddie. You know, just have that idea in the back there if you want to do that. And it sets up Civil War as well. You know, we had Civil War already, you know, and we can set that up. So I, I like how she's being portrayed, man. Honestly, the cut scene, though, you're going to say something? Um, yes and no. I, you know, there's one thing that uh, with the cutscene, uh, with the end credit scene as well, too. Yeah. With damage, with damage control. Yeah. I do like how there's accountability in this universe. Because uh, we always talk about that when reading comics as well, too. Whether it's DC, Image, Marvel, that shit can get wrecked. You know, we look at freaking um, mm-hmm. Man of Steel and all the freaking destruction that him and his... That movie. And there was yes. no repercussion. There was like mass destruction on a terroristic level but we're all dandy now 
Daily Bugle's mm-hmm. out. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, Zod paid for that. <laughs> Daily Planet, excuse me. But, uh, yeah, Zod paid for about. that. Yeah. Zod paid for that. <laughs> Snap the neck. <laughs> Bro, I got so pissed off because low-key, I mean, I wasn't around for the, what's his name, uh, Christopher Reeves. That's mm. his name, right? Yeah. Mm. I, I, obviously, I wasn't around for that, Superman. So, the, you know, that's not my Zod. I love this guy. I forget. I forget his name. Uh, Michael he, Shannon. Yeah, he is an incredible actor, and he played a beautiful, phenomenal Zod. And then just to see him get bitched out like that, I'm like, okay, nah, <laughs> screw you, Superman, screw and, you. And, and you didn't get a nod either. <laughs> and I didn't get a nod. Yeah, but we got Shorty though, so I guess I was kind of happy with that. But still, we ain't getting no nod, bro. But anyways, wrong universes. <laughs> it's okay. We're clashing. Multiverse of madness right here. Freaking damage control i do like the fact that they're taking accountability into these actions and whether it's yeah. the smallest thing or biggest thing they're assessing these damages as well too uh you know they're coming from you know spider-man slash marvel universe as well too so i like to see that that cross contamination happen here and i, I want to see what they're speculating with kamala khan and how they go about it it's very interesting mm-hmm those two characters and how they're being introduced in the cutscene. so maybe there are bigger things to come our way when it comes to these two characters um let me ask you this um before we get into the the biggest controversy and just all the stigmatisms that are happening with this show from the outside universe from twitter and everything else in the world what was your favorite part about this first episode like what had you hooked oh what had me hooked well um first of all one of the most epic intros for any Disney show or MCU show. You got Blinding Lights by the weekend. Mm-hmm. That just started off so epic. Immediately, you drew me You drew me in with all the fan fiction stuff when she was obviously talking about the end games, all the little paper cutouts and stuff like that. And it just showed how much of a fangirl she is. And we kept true to that in the show. She has, you know, her YouTube channel, Baby Sloth Productions, and she's just out there geeking out. So I'm like, okay, I'm here for that. Um, the culture grabbed me like i told you it's a whole vibe it's a whole mood we didn't shy away from the halat truck from the brother constantly praying um to the family to the vibes you know like how these um how their culture is very strict you know they didn't shy away from it like they're very strict with their kids they want their kids to do good of course obviously that's why they protect them and stuff like that so all that was awesome it it enveloped me it's bright it's a colorful show you know because when she's rolling down the street in her bike with her friend with with this dude you're seeing everything that they're talking about being played out on the walls and stuff like that and drawings and everything it's very a colorful show um the aesthetics are dope um bro the music i even shazam wanted the music like when she got denied to go to AdventureCon, the yeah. little lo-fi that came up i like the soundtrack um it's just a whole mood and a vibe and a, a lot of it just grabbed me up from the beginning man and they didn't shy away and you know your boy um yusuf your boy yusuf i guess he's the little comedy relief he was funny so you know he busted in with the hulk but those are really i think just the fact that you really are not shying away from muslim culture with all the issues that y'all have and the hate that y'all get it's really coming through and i think that really grabbed me up because it's something different what grabbed yeah. you up yeah, the xenophobia is de- definitely pre- prevalent in this show. But, um, you know, I'll accent what you're saying right here and just in kind of more condense it just a little bit more. It's the tone of the show because, in my opinion, and you could correct me if I'm wrong, but this first episode 
that this show is just about Kamala Khan. And no one is taking that star away from her. No one's going to shine away from her. Every scene, she blows up in such a perfect way. And you are captivated, captivated by her performance from start to finish, from that epic intro to the end as well, too. You're feeling for this character. Your eyes are glued to this character and her struggles throughout this, throughout this episode as well, too. When you look at all the MCU shows that come out for Disney+, Plus, look at WandaVision. Yes, it's maximal but at the end of the day vision is taking a lot of spotlight from that loki hell owen wilson's character and sylvie are taking a lot of spotlight <laughs> falcon and winter soldier they're both kind of bouncing around each other even um hawkeye you're clinton you know even though it's a Kate bishop show clint's taking some spotlight hell the kingpin took spotlight in the last two episodes so mm -hmm. it's like this and we don't know the next couple of episodes as well too but i know in this first episode if this is the tone for the entire series for the next six episodes or five episodes excuse me i feel like they have cracked the code to make one singular character mean something and not have to put other relieving characters just to get by i mean you could say appa as well too and and the parents that they could be comedic relief as well too or they just bounce off each other really well but at the end of the day you're focused on Kamala A-Day or the Avengers Con she's over mm -hmm. there you know doing everything from A-Day from the game as well too from you know the the Munir you know test strength yeah the whole gloves <laughs> yeah, and all exactly. this stuff yeah. Everything from there, it's focusing on just Kamala. Her her fan fiction of dressing up as Captain Marvel and doing all these flips and stuff like that. You're focused on her. Even when there's the focus is not on her and there's these side characters like Zoe or like um, Bruno as well too. Yes, you are semi-invested in a way, but you're only invested because you want to see how Kamala reacts with them. You know who stole the show from Kamala? Hmm. The the dude that was dressed up in the Miss Marvel jumping around on the stage, <laughs> that, that that dude stole the show. <laughs> Bro, I couldn't stop. I'm like, what are you doing, my man? But you know, you're right though, because even even if it's not an important shot, but like they tend to do something with the camera that just focuses on her you know. So like she has that spotlight. You can tell it's about her, bro. Honestly, and. That, that's great that we do that man because all the other shows do feel convoluted because especially captain and winter soldier you got bouncing back between sam and bucky you got the u.s agent you got flag smashes so it's like just jumping around everybody but yeah i do like that before we get to the controversy mm -hmm. do you feel okay are you confident that they are gonna stick the landing with channel because i know our biggest issue when it comes to the mcu series on disney plus is that they don't necessarily stick the landing that good now you could say covid you could say convoluted writing but i think the only one that probably did justice was hawkeye yeah you're right i think hawkeye was the only one that did justice i think looking back i, I my memory's terrible i don't remember how long wandavision was in winter soldier but I think they're starting to get the landing because these are just like six shot episodes. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, so I think having a number in their mind, they kind of know how they want to play out and stick the landing. And hell, maybe, you know, like how some people write books where they start from the ending to the beginning. Maybe that's what they're doing with just these six episodes. So I think six is good and it's going to help them to, you know, hit that landing. What do you think? 
I think so as well too. I think you you know when you have um, a directing team that's so invested with the character, when you have a creative team that's so invested with this character and the culture, um, when you have a direction of a teenage character coming into her own, you know I feel like they really can't do wrong. Mm-hmm. I think the only thing that can happen, we'll talk about right now because we can pivot right now to this in its segue, mm-hmm. is the culture of the audience and how the culture of the audience can change the direction for any kind of character. You know, I, I'll say this before, I said it before, and I'll say it again. The fact that fans bullied a studio into changing a character's design like Sonic, how horrendous it was, I get you. Having human teeth in the hedgehog, very weird, I mm-hmm. get that. But it was the artist's interpretation. Yeah. It was their creation to give you that. And it, whether you liked it or not, it's not your job to bully someone else's artistic vision. So I think once people, trolls, found out that they can alter a show, alter a movie, alter a direction of a company, they just ran rapid. And now everything is an opinion. And if it's mm-hmm. not an opinion you agree with, you are canceled, you are, you are brought down, you are hurt, you are, you are, you are a villain. And you're and that person's a hero because they're a social justice warrior. I'll say it. That's what it is. Like, oh, I don't agree with this. Oh, how dare you? You saw you. You're the one that um that brought up that that Christian post, that, that <laughs> alt, alt-right Christian post. No offense <laughs> to the Christians out there, you know, but hey, <laughs> that post alone is go ahead, go, go for it. Christians against Marvel. Yeah. I I yo, cancel me. I'm already canceled. Screw that noise. Screw y'all with all that nonsense. Y'all want to sit here, hide behind your Bible, spew hate. It don't work like that, man. It don't work like that because the Bible preaches love, you know? So you don't get a free pass spewing your hate and then just, ah, I'm going to hide behind my Bible. No, man, that's not love, you know? And like you said, bro, it's, it's Twitter has given people so much power. Look, they just bullied Sony to bring back Morbius. And yeah. it bombed. Nobody went to see it. And, you know, it... it it's crazy, bro, how, how much power Twitter, social media has over these companies. Like you said, this is my vision. I don't care. Love it or hate it. I'm not, you shouldn't get bullied by people's words on social media. It don't work like that, man. And listen, let's, we're going to address that elephant right here. We're going to rip that Band-Aid off. The comic book industry, the fandom of comic books, they're all gatekeepers. Yeah. Every single one of them. I won't, okay, I won't say every single one them but 98 percent. i will say that's a strong number right there i will be i will go and die on that hill and say that 98 percent of comic book lovers readers uh collectors they're all gatekeepers because at the end of the day when you're trying to get into something new or some change happens the first thing they do is cry and moan and disparage that vision now mm-hmm. can you agree with Harry? But do you need yeah. to scream at the top of your lungs how much you hate something and how much you despise something? And because of the fact that you don't agree with the principles of what that creator's doing, you're just gonna stop reading, give up on the product, give up on the industry, and go on and just disparage it as much as possible? Who the fuck gave you that power? Who the fuck gave you that right? At the end of the day, opinions are like assholes. Everyone has one. And you know what? Most of the time, you're full of shit. Yeah, bro. And it's just a sense of entitlement. Like you said, if you don't like it, that's it. I don't like it. But you don't got to sit here, like you said, rage at the top of your lungs on Twitter. Oh, yada, yada, yada. You're giving me a Muslim Pakistani character. Screw you. You know what? 
what comes out in the show is not that far from the truth. You know, all the racism and the disrespect that you see from Zoe, hey, it's validated because look at what you're doing on Twitter. Yeah, that's you, you know? right there. That's you right that's there. That's you right there. So come on, bro. Like, if you don't like it, don't watch it. You can have your opinions. Yes, I get it. But you don't got to go out there and just disrespect. Look at what's happening with freaking Riva from Kenobi getting attacked racially as well, man. Like, you don't have to like her. But don't sit here and go attack another human being just because you're petty or you have some sense of entitlement. Oh, I have a keyboard. I'm on the other side. I can say whatever I want, man. Bro, it's just not right. And I think it just hits home to me, too, because we're, we, you know, raised in New York mm-hmm. and we had to first deal with firsthand experience, uh, experiences with um, 9-11 and the xenophobia mm-hmm. that came out of that and seeing how growing up in 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 the bronx and seeing that you know predominantly a mixed area whether you're west indian whether you're uh muslim whether you're uh, you know dominican puerto rican doesn't matter what you are it's a san culture it's a mixed fucking bag right there and you know half the store owners were middle eastern and how we had all relationships with them good or bad Mm -hmm. it was a relationship no matter what and to see the xenophobia that came out of that right after that yeah. level, you're a terrorist you're a terrorist you're gonna bomb me you're gonna do that you're gonna, we have to experience that shit mm-hmm. right then and there as young kids growing into that and seeing how the world turned their back on just a class of people for another person's vision on what terrorism is so yeah. it was tough right there i can imagine that stigma carrying on from then from 2001 all the way to 2022 and how people's perceptions of another race, nationality, creed, origin, still to this day, people disrespect them for no reason but that they're different. Yeah, bro. And people can't understand different. And that's the thing. Like you said, I can't just, Im- I can't imagine like the pain these people endure. Like you said, bro, 2022, they still got to deal with this stuff. Like when you think, we're in a 2022 generation where people should be i don't want to say the word woke but we should have more knowledge to what's going on around in the world and some stuff you know and yeah and but no it's like nah bro we're still closed-minded as ever if not worse right now because now the new xenophobia goes against the russians you know now it's russians so it's 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 wild man it's a little sickening you know like you can't enjoy a show you can't have fun you can't geek out where everything that you see on social media is just negativity like i got on bro like i told you every post screw miss marvel that joint was trash oh it was whack a fucking brown superhero i don't need that why do i need to see that Da-da-da-da. really l- let me just rephrase this as well too that 98 percent i'm saying i'm not calling y'all racist i'm not calling all of y'all racist because at the end of the day some of y'all might be closed or open as it is but the other part of it is that they're just hating just to hate we see it all the time that trolls whether they're online whether they're anywhere they're like i just post it because i want to see how bad it gets i just want to do it because i want to do it you know i just want to post a bad review to see what happens mm-hmm. what the fuck are we doing here for yeah. what you're just causing chaos just to cause chaos like what fucking gives you the right to go out there and just cause destruction in life you're right bro and it's crazy because out of everything i would have thought you know people can relate to this character whatever your ethnicity is 
whatever your gender is, whatever, whatever you get down with, whatever, however who you are, whatever your race is, this is one of the most relatable characters done for us and you disrespect it you know because everybody i dare i defy anybody to sit here and say you know they can't find a little bit of themselves in kamala khan bro from growing pains from you know accepting who they are from everything bro you know social injustices discrimination come on for being a nerd for being a fan of comic books or heroes half of that shit we dealt with bro because now that you're saying that i remember when we went to the midtown um midnight signing for the justice league after the reboot people were looking at us and spewing hate oh y'all standing online for a comic book yeah nerds like come on you know and it's still prevalent in 2022 and it's shame it's a shame that we're still living like this and i've lost like i told you over the podcast i don't care i'll say it i've lost all faith in humanity bro never gonna change and it's being it's getting worse as the days go by we saw a lot of hate for america chavez and just a lot of uneducated people just going up in arms because she is a gay character and she is hispanic as well too and she is so powerful why would a hispanic be this powerful why would a hispanic teenager (laughs) be what kind of a name is america if she's not even american First of all, you stupid motherfuckers, America is not a fucking country, okay? Um, Amer- North America and South America. Fucking continents, bro. We're continents. Fucking continents. It's, oh, my God. It's like I said, bro. People just can't do different. People, a lot of this stuff also comes from men. They feel super emasculated when they see a woman in a strong position. She I, for all- one... Yeah, look look at She-Hulk, bro. Look at She-Hulk. They're disrespecting it. The CGI, the this and that, and da 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 da. Bro, She-Hulk is one of the most beloved characters, and y'all just want to find something to crap on. Y'all couldn't find nothing because that trailer was phenomenal, so you had to resort to the CGI. Get the hell out of here, bro. Yeah. <laughs> but but you know, and you know what? To our to our white listeners out there, you know, we love y'all, but no disrespect to y'all, but if they came out with Squirrel Girl, this miniseries tomorrow, Ooh. no one would care. Ooh. Ooh. No I, one would I, care. I want to see the same. I would care. I want to see the same. <laughs> I mean, I, I would love it, yeah. but no one I, would fucking care as far yeah, as disparaging no. Yeah, I, I guess you. Yeah, of course not. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I want to see the same energy. I want to see something, bro, because, bro, like, nobody would care. Oh, she's white. She has the most white name, Doreen, you know? So... Bro, come on, man. Like, it, it, it's sad, bro. It's sad, it honestly. Is. It is. And I, I really do hope that, and we've seen this with Disney as well, too, that Disney doesn't give two fucks. They could be reactive on some things, but when it comes to the MCU, they're pretty, they, they stick to their guns. And I, I don't I give that. a fuck. I don't give a fuck if anyone wants to protest, if wants to fucking make fucking petitions out there. At the end of the day, your hero right now from Jersey City jersey city represent out there from the other side mm-hmm. of the pond right across the bridge bridge and tunnel she is a pakistani muslim character proud to be that and this bitch can get down with all the avengers okay so oh, fuck yeah. that she's been in multiple groups she's been an avenger so y'all gonna have to eat it kamala khan is here she's been here you know it's not even her arrival she's been here since 2013 bro so get over it you know like come on come on bro <sighs> Is there any uh, last bit of uh, energy you want to throw into this podcast about Kamala Ooh. as we go in? 
Oh, I'm gonna spew some hate. That's what I'm gonna spew. So not playing. Um, nah, man, I'm 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 hype, bro. I'm hype because you you know me. Like you said, this is a beloved character. Um, it resonates with me for personal reasons as well. You know, for her being different physically as well. So I'm all for it, and I can't wait, man. And I just want to see more of her in the MCU. I want to see her more in shows, more in comics, more in games, everything, bro. I think this is a character that they should just fucking skyrocket, man, because it's different. Different is good. They will. They will. You know, they already... Kevin Feige has a plan in action. And um, I think the dude, for the last, what, almost 20 years, he has been spot on with these characters. Whether Mm -hmm. you like them or not, whether they're different from the original inception of the character, they all pretty much have been hits. And even the ones that are not so much hits... They're still beloved by a small community. I'm a guy that loves Thor The Dark World. I'm a guy that loves the weird fucking movies out there that Marvel throws at us. Because why not? Where else are we going to get a weird movie like Thor The Dark World fighting fucking Malekith the fucking Dark Elf? That's why you love it, because of Malekith the Dark Elf, bro. Let's go! Like, where else am I going to find that shit? Nowhere else! So... Why not? Like, <laughs> fuck that shit. I get so pissed off at people that are like, that one was so then, good. Fuck you. And then, nah, bro, that movie is great, bro. And that's the thing, though. People just don't embrace change because how long are we going to keep doing Steve Rogers, Iron Man, Black Widow, uh, this, that? We have to evolve. We have to grow. You know, we have to step out of our comfort zone. I, for one, I told you off the podcast, I don't see it. But I, for one, really can't wait. And I hope we do see Young Avengers, man, down the line. Why not? At this point, why not? Bro, people fucking complain so much because they're entitled and they're so opinionated. We have comic book, not not just movies. We have franchises, okay? Who the fucking thought we would have that? We thought we probably was getting a random Batman movie here and there. Mm-hmm. Random Superman or Spider-Man movie. Yeah. And call it a day. We are living in the day and age where people like fucking Drax's Destroyer is on our fucking movie theater screen. We are living in a day and age where Black Adam is a fucking movie star. Aquaman is the most fucking mm-hmm. beloved character in the DCU right now. We are living in that age right now. And you have the fucking nerve to complain where we're at? the fuck out of here and two, before 2012 i was like yo that mayan calendar is right if we are about to die let me just fucking watch avengers at least i got there and i did <laughs> and i was happy i was Bro. fucking content <laughs> when avengers first <laughs> i was fucking content but can, can you go back to the day when avengers first came out bro it was something very groundbreaking yep like you said we just had comics this this was the thing now we're getting it on the silver screen and it feels amazing bro that we get to see these characters being played out man and i remember that first day it was just bro groundbreaking bro like and for people to complain funny thing is they're still gonna complain and they're still gonna go watch it so shut up yep you know fickle Sit down and watch it yeah bro Fickle's oh y'all fickle <laughs> <laughs> anyways it's been real doing this man I'm, we're not gonna do the um uh, episode by nah, episode nah, when it nah, comes episode, to this yeah. but maybe just... when everything does clear out and the season does finish maybe we could do a retrospective of the actual oh, season wow. and what our thoughts mm-hmm. are for that oh hell yeah i'm with it bro yeah i just wanted to do this because i just wanted to get our views our opinions out there and just you know I, if you're listening to this and if you disagree i'm about to drop some heat i don't care if you disagree with whatever we said if you have a pet peeve with this show hit us up on pcf your boy's gonna drop the links 
personally at me your boy digital dreams underscore i will give you a piece of my mind personally off the podcast and i want to hear your emotions and feeling as well i want to know why you feel so belittled and emasculated by a muslim superhero yeah you know what and if you have an actual logical conversation we're down to listen to it if you feel like this this it just boggles your mind that the fact that they didn't get the power set right or certain aspects of the character are not as what you wanted from the comic book as well then yeah okay maybe a valid reason but again episode one's where we're at right now we'll let it flow through we'll see what happens okay at the end of the day this is still a ride get the fucking surfboard go surfing ride the waves man we're, yeah, we're right yeah. there enjoy it because at the rate we're living in bro we about to be on some v for vendetta shit we ain't yeah. even gonna have tv yeah yeah, yeah. I, I i got what i got already i got avenger i got fucking endgame i got avengers assemble with fucking people coming out of portals dr strange with fucking 10 arms i got i got what i wanted okay i got what i wanted i don't need anything else okay now everything is just like it's like fucking yeah. um, seconds after Thanksgiving. That's what it is. It's like leftovers. I'm good with that. But like, I got what I wanted. We're good. You good? That's it. You satisfied? I don't need nothing else. Everything else is just cherry on top. What maybe maybe from DC. You know, give me Blackhand finally, and I'll be there. But like Marvel, what the fuck? I need yeah. anything else for it. Everything else now, I'm just I'm genuinely happy. I'm satisfied. I'm. You can do not so much wrong, but you really can't do anything bad, in my opinion, because you're satisfying a, a, an audience that has grown up with characters, old and new, mm-hmm. and you're giving different perspectives from different cultures to the mass audiences. And you know what? People that live in Jersey City, those people that live in New York that are gay and Puerto Rican and have curly hair and dark skin don't feel like they belong because they're reading comic books but that's not what puerto ricans do or that's not what muslims do or that's not what what a west indians do when they look at a character sorry for cutting you off you're absolutely correct bro because we don't this is why this character resonates with us we deal with this shit bro this is true story because when we used to come back home from midtown my mom used to fucking shit on my comics as well sometimes bro like oh you wasting money on that we oh, had friends that did that. Gus and Sp- huh? We had yeah. friends oh, that yeah. did that. Oh, yeah, we did have friends, too. Yeah, look at that. Even within our own group. So, yeah, bro, that's why this character is beloved to us. And I know Jersey City is riding high right now, bro. I hope so. I really do. I do I do hope so. But that's enough of that rant right there. I went full savage for no reason. Where, 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 I'll drop the <laughs> links right here. I'll drop the little fucking information. Uh, PCF, Pop Culture Facts. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at PCF Podcast. You can find us on uh, Instagram at PCF Podcast as well, too. And Pop Culture Fanatics. Pop Culture with a hyphen in between that. That is on all podcast oh, platforms. Like so Spider-Man? Ooh, like Spider-Man. Like, <laughs> that's, a, that's another motherfucker over there, okay? Because when it's fucking Peter Parker, no one has a fucking problem with it. When you get a fucking Boricua dark-skinned guy, it's all oh, fucking yeah. Rage Against the Machine, right? It's, Fuck it's, y'all. Y'all can switch up between like 10 different Spider-Mans and not say nothing. Ben Riley, Kane, all this shit. Yeah. But when it's the Puerto Rican, Jamaican brother, Miles Morales, you know, Puerto Rican as well, like, oh my God, that's not my spot. Look at that. But see, that's one thing that Marvel don't even got the balls to give him the official man. No, they gotta make him like fucking Spider-Man in universe 2099 and shit. Like yeah. Spider-Man can't eat those thorns, oh shit. No, no, no. No, I God forbid he drinks a fucking manta playing for the A-Train or some shit. The fuck out of here. Pissing me off.
Dobrý, tak jej do toto, Lucha Francisco on Twitter, if you want to hit, hit us up. Um, Jay already gave his credentials out there. Yeah, please hit us yeah. up. Please cha- uh. cha- challenge the throne right here. Because we will yeah. fucking make you bow real quickly. Hell yeah. We about to make you bow like Cody Rhodes. I don't like that guy, friend, wrestling fan, listening. The King Booker. King, ooh, King Booker, yeah, about to give you the pinky. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, guys, yeah, we appreciate you guys for listening, and um, on to the next one, man. Thank you so much for being here. Hell yeah, man! Awesome, bro. I had a blast, and everybody take care, brother. It's always take a pleasure, care, man. Later, yeah. man.